honor and glory heaven and Father this morning. And we worship you, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, for this day, Lord God, that you made. And we will rejoice and be glad in the heaven and Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for every blessing that you bestowed upon us this morning, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for opening up our eyes. And we thank you for peace and comfort and the sleep that you bless us with all through the night. And thank you for keeping us safe, Lord God, all during the week. And thank you for always being by our side and never leaving us nor forsaking us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, this morning for our worship service. And we thank you for everyone that's on the line now and those may be joining us, Lord God, a little later, Heavenly Father. And we pray, Lord God, that you bless this worship service, Lord God. And we pray that whatever we do today, Lord God, we bring the honor and glory. So, my wife got me this weird new tool for Christmas. And at first, I thought it looked kind of crazy. Didn't really understand what the benefits would be. Sabrina. Continue to hear and answer our prayers, Lord God. 
Lieutenant God and direct our path, Heavenly Father, and let your will be done, and not our will, but your will be done, Heavenly Father. Lord God, speak to our hearts, Lord God, and help us to be the Christian men and women that you have called for us to be. And we just glorify you and praise your holy name in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. All right. Amen. Praise God. We're going to try to see how we're going to have praise and worship this morning. And I thank God that I don't depend on the, the, the human uh, side, or the natural side, not the not the human side, but the natural side, you know, we serve a supernatural God, that he has power that we can't conceive of. So, that person of death help us with that. So, she's sent me a couple. I'm trying to see if I can do something here, but uh, I don't know. Let's see here. Because I don't have the best uh, uh, service, so it's not even playing. Yeah, the devil is a lie. Um, Strictly the devil this morning. I'm telling you.
soaring prices, mass shortages. One real quick, bear with me here. Uh, jeez, here we go. Okay.
those who mourn, for it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. All right. See what's the last God, one here.
think that was the last one Sister Monisa sent me. Okay. Praise the Lord. So, we again are grateful to God <laughs> that He's still on the throne and that the devil has no power over us. He tries to make us believe that, but it's not so. And so we just have to continue to let him know. We know who's running our lives. We know who is uh, who uh, is the author and finisher of our faith. And we will just not allow him to interfere with what God's plan is for our lives. And so this morning, I was going to continue with the teaching that I began last time. Uh, which is the uh, teaching on uh, on the uh, the broken people. That's what we had been trying to uh, uh, help you all to understand about broken people, and uh, that is uh, <clears throat> that is what I intended to continue this morning. But the Lord is giving me some other direction. So we're not finished with broken people. But today, the Lord is speaking to me about how we need to make sure that we know the voice of God and know the voice of God and know the when it's not God, when it's Satan trying to lie to us. And I think I may have even taught on this before, but that's what the Lord is impressing me to do. You know, because... A lot of times we just <laughs> want to do what we want to do and we say it's God and it's not God. And uh, it's just because we want to do it. You know, and sometimes when the Lord is speaking to me, I say, God, I want to make sure this is you and not me. Because sometimes, you know, it's stuff that I want to do or I believe I'm supposed to be doing. But, you know, Satan is a liar and he's the father of lies. And he can lie to us real good. And, you know, we once listened to him. We once followed his voice. And so, you know, we have to be careful that we don't let him fool us into thinking it's God and it's not. So as followers of Christ, we know how important it is for us to have a close relationship with God. And to listen to what he's calling us to do. But, you know, there are many, many times and circumstances that will move us away from God. So, Father, we thank you this morning that you said in your word that we need to follow the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger who would not follow. And so we're just thanking you this morning, God, for giving us a reminder. We know that your ways are higher than our ways. We know, Father God, that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so, Father God, we know that your word also says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And that if we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. And so we thank you this morning, God. We know that you change things that need to be changed. And we know, Father God, that you are God who never lies, you never fail, which you have promised you're also able to perform. And so we bind the enemy this morning. Once again, he's rare trying to rear his ugly head, but we know, Father God, that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly 
above all we ask and think. And Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit does everything decently and in order. And we praise you for that. Give the ears of the hearers uh, uh, listening ears. And Father God, open hearts. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So as I was saying, no, we we uh we like to uh do what we want to do, and sometimes we say it's God, and it's not God, it's us. You know, we are still empty self in a lot of situations, and so we have to be so careful. So there are there are moments when Satan's voice will even overpower God's voice in our lives because we allow it. Not because he has that kind of power, but because we allow that to happen. And uh, when these moments show up, we should always go back and advocate God. Because sometimes it's hard to tell what voice is speaking to us. And the reason that it is, is that we want some things we want to hear. We just want to hear. You know, and I want to do what I want to do. And so I know God is, and God, it's all right with God. I had a sister when I was at the Baptist church who had a mission, women's mission circle. And this one sister was out of church for certain service. She wouldn't have come to church. And so we always were concerned when someone didn't see someone. So I called her. She frequently called me, but I called her and I said, girl, what's wrong with you? We ain't seeing you in church and, and are you all right? Because I knew there were some problems in the house with the husband because he wasn't safe. But, uh, you know, the way she said, to what she said to me was, well, you know, I just didn't feel like coming to church and God understands. <laughs> well, you know, I, what I really want to say, you just lying. God don't understand because he tells us that we need to assemble ourselves together. <laughs> but I didn't. I just said, okay, well, I'm going to be praying for you. So that's just one example of how we say God is God. God said I could do this. God is causing me to do this. And a lot of times we lie on the Holy Spirit and say the Holy Spirit made me do that. The Holy Spirit don't make us do nothing. God is not an oppressor. He will not make us do anything. And so when we look at that, we need to understand when it's God and when it ain't. And, you know, I told y'all about that retreat I did for higher power over here. And God had me do that retreat out of Romans chapter 8. And, he, and, and I talked about the fact that we are saints. We are not ants. And uh, one of the things that saints do is that they are obedient to God. And they follow God's direction. And they do things decently and in order. So with that said, I want to go ahead and get this, uh, the rest of this message that I can to all of this morning. So when moments show up, we should advocate. That means we should really, really seek God. But you know, as I said earlier, sometimes it's hard to tell that God is speaking to us. So as simple as it is to call on God, 
sometimes we have a hard time knowing whether it's God's voice or the voice of the enemy. And we want to have that kind of relationship with God, and uh, we want to be able to walk boldly as believers. But we have to know what voice is speaking. We have to know that. We cannot guess at it. We have to know that. And, of course, whatever God says lines up with his word. He doesn't say anything that doesn't line up with his word. And so we're just going to talk about a couple of ways this morning uh, to how to distinguish between God's voice and Satan's voice. And uh, one of the things we know that Satan's voice causes panic and it's and not calm. When Satan tells us something, it's to put fear into us, it's to cause us to be irritated and vexed. But when God speaks to us, and it's God, he gives us a peace about So we need to look for that peace, but there's some other things that we can do to help that. So one of the greatest ways to distinguish between God's voice and Satan's voice is to ask yourself, what are you hearing? What you hear, does it cause you to feel a sense of panic or peace? I just said that. And usually when Satan's voice, with Satan's voice, you're going to be left feeling anxious. <laughs> he will leave you with that anxious feeling. And you know, anxiety is connected to fear. So he's going to try to put you in fear. And you know, a long time ago, that's what the preachers did. They would put folks in fear, uh, tell you about hell and tell you you were going to hell and if you didn't get saved. And it was all the truth, but you need to know that God is, does not put fear in us. So if anybody's telling you that God is speaking to you and causing you to have fear, that's a lie. So we need to know that if, if, if we don't have that feeling of peace in our hearts, then it's not God. We know from the scripture that God is a God of peace. And in 2 Thessalonians, it tells us in verse uh, chapter 3 and verse 16, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. And that's Psalms 29 and 11 that says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. And if you feel like your inner sense of peace is lost, then, you know, maybe it's the devil at work. I can tell you pretty much that it's the devil at work. So if it goes against God's word, it's not God. Because we know that God is not a man that he would lie. So if it's going against what God's word says, it's not God, y'all. So one of the telltale signs that you're listening to Satan's voice and not God's voice is if it contradicts the word of God. Satan will tell you that it's okay to sin and that the and that the sin that you're committing won't damage the people around you. And this couldn't be further from the truth. So we call, we are called to obey God's 
commandments. And if we're not obeying his commandments, that's going against his word. So Deuteronomy 5 and 33 says, Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land which you possess. If the voice you're hearing is leading you to sin and go against God's word, it's not God. And that's as pure and simple as I can make it. You need to know what the word of God says. We all do. So that we don't go against God's word when Satan starts lying to us. So the other thing that it does, it weakens our prayer life. It weakens our prayer life. And you know, we want God to hear us when we pray. And so we have to get that blockage out of the way so God will hear our prayers. You know, we God don't hear them Pharisee prayers, Pharisaical prayers. You know, if you look in the New Testament and see them, uh, how those uh, Pharisees conducted themselves, you know, God don't hear that mess. You, you can get your prayer life weakened when you start getting in the flesh. See, we got to stay connected in the spirit. So you can start to know the word for yourself, and you got to know God's word for yourself. So as Christians, we're called to pray daily. We're called to pray without ceasing. That's 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. And then Philippians 4 and 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Satan will spend time trying to pull you away from your time with God. He will no, he will no longer be encouraged. Uh, you will no longer have a desire to pray because that voice tells you that you have too many other important things to do. <laughs> too many important things going on to pray. There is no such animal. You can't have nothing that's more important than you seeking God's direction and you allowing him to speak to you in his word and can, and and, and allow you to uh, have him give you that guidance that you need. And that's what's supposed to come out of prayer. You know, we pray for others. That's intercessory prayer. But we need to have a prayer life that is exemplary with God already, you know. Because God can use us to pray for other people. But sometimes we need to concentrate on ourselves because we need to get a, a clear picture of what God is saying to us. So we need to know what the word says. I can't say that enough. So, you know, we just have to know that uh, uh, we are supposed to seek God on a regular basis. And we are supposed to have a prayer life. And we are supposed to spend time with God. We're supposed to do all of that. And, you know, when I was in Tulsa, uh, when I first went there, uh, to go to Bible College, the church that I went to was one that we knew about here in California because before Jubilee was called Jubilee Christian Center, it was called Faith Christian Fellowship. So when I first connected with Pastor Dick Bernal, it was Faith Christian Fellowship. And then by the time I got back from Rhema, he had incorporated his ministry 
So he changed the name to Jubilee Christian Center. That's what God gave him. And so uh, we, uh, you know, we, we needed to uh, know that, uh, you know, God was directing and guiding him and guiding us. And so when you have that kind of connection with God, then you're able to know when it's God using you, when it's God using somebody else, and when in the flesh and you need to not even allow Satan to use you like that. So Satan will spend a whole bunch of time trying to pull you away from God, and you will no longer be encouraged to pray because the voice tells you that you have too many other important things going on. I needed to say that again. And if you're having trouble praying, call on God and ask him to open up, open up uh, your eyes and, and open up your, 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 your heart so that you can go ahead and have that special time with the Lord. If you're having trouble praying, your heart, uh, you need to open up your heart to act your prayer. That's what James 4 and 8 says. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. God wants you to be close to him every day, each day, every hour. And prayer is the opportunity to draw him. But I also encourage you to spend time in the Word. Because I was about to tell you about this woman that was in Tulsa. She was uh, the head intercessor there at Faith Christian Fellowship in Tulsa. <clears throat> she was an intercessor. And uh, Pastor Harrison, Dr. Harrison, had her in charge of intercessory prayer ministry there at, at the church. And uh, before I got there, I understand that this woman, she kind of stopped being in line with the word. She started doing some different kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> by the time I got there, they had to uh, sit her down. They had to put her up, have her step down from coordinating the ministry, the intercessory prayer ministry, because this is she was out there. <laughs> in her backyard, praying to the moon and doing all kinds of stuff that was not God, didn't have nothing to do with God, sounded like witchcraft to me. See, we got to keep in line with the Word. And we got to understand that when God does use us in prayer, it has to be Him. We cannot decide that we're going to do this and we're going to do that and whatever I want to do, I'll do it because God can't use you. And I'm telling you, we have to be careful because the, whatever we're called to do, if we're called to preach, if we're called to pray, if we're called to teach, whatever we are called to do, it's at God's discretion. And that is one of the things that I am so glad that they taught us at Raymond, you know, this ministry that I have is a ministry that God called me to. It's God's and when I get so big-headed and so hard-headed that I can't listen and I got my own things I'm going to do and can't nobody tell me nothing, then God can't use me anymore. So finally they had to have this woman 
see that because she wasn't lining up with the word no more. She was doing something else that was not of God. So even those of us who are called to pray, we have to be careful with that because the very thin line between what we do for the Lord and how Satan can cause us to do witchcraft. You have to be careful with that. You see, and I, that, that's what the teaching, uh, when you're taught and you understand, that's the key. We have to receive from the word. We have to be taught because Satan will sneak up on our blind side and cause us to do stuff that we ain't got no business and so that's why under my supervision, I'm very, very picky because if I see somebody and they're doing something wrong, I'm going to say it. And that's how I get in trouble. People don't like it when you tell them they need to change. They need to do something. They don't like it. And they get mad at you. And I'm not the only pastor that goes through that. Now, I used to think I was the only one. And talking to my colleagues, I find that. And as uh, I am uh, mentoring young ministers, I try to help them understand that. Uh, Reverend, you know, I believe that eventually God is calling him to uh, pastor. And I'm trying to help him understand, honey, it ain't easy because the devil uses some people to try to make you feel like it's wrong. When they need to change, <laughs> they don't want to change, and so they try to get you to change. So here's the other thing you want to talk about. You know, when you follow Satan, it makes you feel worthless. It makes you feel like you don't have anything to offer. And we need to know that, that he, that's his job, to make us feel like we don't have nothing to offer, and that he is in charge. So, you know, that's one of his greatest tricks is to convince us that we are worthless. I'll say it again. And over time, we begin to become convinced, we begin to become convinced that we are no longer valuable to God or anyone else. And then we begin to ask ourselves things like, if God loved me, why am I going and what we want uh, from God, he gives it to us. And we are told, even if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us liberally. So if God uh, doesn't answer us the way we want to answer him, Satan will say it's because he doesn't love us, because uh, we're not as important to him. And you see, that is a lie. That's a lie right out of the pits of hell. And so we just need to understand that the one thing you don't want to do is let those seeds of doubt get in your head because it causes you to be disconnected from God. That's what it does. And so we need to know when it's God and we need to know when it's Satan trying to fool us. So we can't allow doubt and unbelief to get in the mix because it affects our faith. And it causes us to feel worthless. That's what he wants us to feel like, like we're worthless. And if he can trick you into thinking that you're worthless, he can move on you. He can uh, pretty soon get you so distracted and so disconnected that you'll be out there like that woman 
uh, talking to the moon out there doing witchcraft, whatever, uh, he can get you to do. So you have to know the difference. So, you know, when you uh, are following God, God wants to uplift you. He wants you to know how important you are. And so you're not worthless in his sight. And he will keep you encouraged if you're really connected. But you got to stay connected. So you need to understand, we need to understand that we're important and that we are valuable to God. But we have to know that and we have to stay connected and we have to know the word well enough to know when Satan is lying to us. Because God's word, God's spirit, God's conversation with us all lines up. He's not going to say one thing and his word says another. So you can count on that. And so, you know, what you need to do is we all need to do. We need to stop sometime and pause and listen to what voices are speaking to us. And even right now, we can do that. We can pause and think about what voices have been speaking to us? Are the voices lining up with the word of God? Are the voices giving us instruction and direction that's coming from God? Are we hearing from God or are we hearing from Satan? I just want us to begin to ask that question. We need to ask ourselves that question. And I say we because I need to ask God that question. I ask him a lot. <laughs> I don't mind telling you. Because sometimes I just want to believe that what I want to do is right. And so, you know, I'll convince myself that I heard from God if I'm not careful. But then I go back and say, Lord, is this you or is this me? Are you directing me in this, or is this something I just want to do with the flesh? Because the flesh is not of God. You know, we talk about flesh, we think about, you know, our human bodies. Uh, but I'm talking about that old man that's in the side, it was inside of you before you accepted Jesus Christ. And that stubbornness and those behaviors that we had. Because we had some behaviors that were not of God before we accepted Jesus Christ. And, you know, the enemy will try to bring back those old behaviors. He's not. He don't care. He'll bring back those old behaviors. And if you don't watch out, you'll find yourself slipping back into those habits and doing those things that you did and saying those things that you did and thinking those things that you did before. And so we need to take a look. My prayer partner and I, as a night, we had a good laugh. We were laughing because we talked about some of that stuff that, you know, the devil had us doing until we uh, gave our lives to the Lord and surrendered to him. Because, see, you can ask Jesus into your life and say, forgive me of my sin. And he will do that for you. But he still, you know, there is liberty in Christ Jesus. So you still, that old man, Satan can still come back and talk to you 
And some of that stuff that you did, you're not free of yet. You see, if God removed all of that mess from us in one shot, we'd be dead. So you grow in the things of God. You grow in Jesus Christ. And so where you start with him is not where you end up with him if you stay faithful. But some of that mess we've been doing all the time, and we still continue to do it. Because we don't want nobody telling us what to do. And we know God for ourselves. And so that's it. And that's all. And I'm just going to do what I want to do. And he'll let you do it. But it's not him that's wanting you to do it. He'll let you do it. There's liberty in Christ Jesus. There's no bondage. There's no bondage there. And I hear people pray and say, God, make me do so and so. Uh -uh. God ain't going to make you do nothing. He's not that kind of God. A God that will make you, you know, when you say make you, it means force you. (laughs) God forced me to do what's right. God forced me to do it. He's not going to do it. It's up to you to surrender that thing to him. And when you surrender it to him, you say, Lord, take it. I'm opening my hand. I'm giving it to you. Please relieve me of this thing that's hindering my progress in you. Please, please, I'm surrendering it to you. Now, you help me, please, to leave it with you. There was an old song that the old people used to sing. I'm the old people now, so every time I talk to my children, I share a little tidbit about what my daddy said or what my mama said uh, and what God said and I used to be divorced. And uh, so, you know, sometimes I think they get tired of hearing that. But I'm at the age now where I have lots to share. You see, I have lived for 82 years. (laughs) And so I have lots to share. And, uh, you know, the majority of the time I've been with the Lord because I got saved when I was 12 years, 10 years old, actually. But in my teens and in my early 20s, I I went into the world and I, I, I did a lot of stuff. I had no business. But when God got me back, and let me tell you, I always like to share, when he got me back, he got me back through my own daughter. My little girl was eight years old. And she was going to church with my neighbor. I wasn't even going to church. She was going to church with my neighbor. And uh, my neighbor, Opal, I forever love her. We stay in touch. We raise our kids there together on Illinois Street. <clears throat> and uh, so Opal came back from church one Sunday. And she said, oh, Mary girl, that's what she got. Mary girl, I don't know if you're going to be upset or not. But you know, Regina gave her heart to the Lord this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. She was eight years old. And I said, no, I'm not bad. I'm glad to hear that she did that, Opal. And thank you for taking her and and being there with her when she did that. So, of course, she had to be baptized. And uh, so that the Lord helped me to understand you know what? 
You don't need to send her to church. You need to be there with her. So it's time for you to get your act together. Because I had gotten mad at the church. Because there were a lot of hypocrites in the church. <laughs> a lot of hypocrites. They're just lying and sitting up there saying they saved and they living like hell and blah, blah, blah. But what you doing? You ain't even going to church. <laughs> so, anyway, I got myself up and went down there to St. John the following Sunday. And I rededicated my life to the Lord. And so I could be there with my child. You know, it's fine for you to send them. But it's good for you to be there with them. And so I was there with her. And she was in the junior choir. And she was a junior usher. And all of that. And we took the children to the youth convention in, in, that's in Fresno, California. The State Baptist Convention. Reverend E.B. Hill. All of that I did with my daughter. Because she was attempting to be a Christian and I needed to be there to support her. And I tell anybody that, that she's sitting up now, not doing what she's supposed to do for God, but I tell you what, she was raised. She was raised with the knowledge of Jesus Christ, gave her life to him at, at a young age, eight years old, gave her life to him and was baptized in water. And you know, when people get grown, they do what they want to do. And unfortunately, she, like a lot of them, and I did it too, straight away. But, you know, when God got me back, I said I would never stray up that way again. Because, you know, my main excuse for not going was because of the hypocrites in the church. Well, at least they were still going to church. I wasn't even going. So, you know, who you going to talk about when you ain't doing what you're supposed to do? So the first thing God did was say, well, you need to get your act together. Then maybe you could talk about somebody else get their act together. And, uh, you know, I've been with the Lord ever since, and uh, she's 59 years old, so praise the Lord. <laughs> I've been with running for the Lord for a long time, and I ain't tired yet. I'd have to stop, y'all, because we do need to uh, uh, get uh, uh, over to the... <laughs> the uh, Texas Roadhouse for 1.30, y'all. I'm trying to do it for 1.30 because uh, at least one person said their service doesn't let out until 2 and they want to come. So um, 1.30, we need to be over at the Texas Roadhouse. I have already made contact with them. They don't have reservations, but you get on the list. And so we're on the list. So I hope to see those of you who are in California that says you wanted to participate today in a celebration uh, of uh, for Deacon Don and his faithfulness to bread of life, but most of all, his faithfulness to God. That's who he's really been faithful to. Because, you know, we're just human beings, and we trying to do the work that God called us to do. But you got to have your commitment to God in order to serve. And he is certainly that man. And so with that, I'm going to stop. So now i got two messages going that I need to finish. So hopefully the Lord will let me finish that broken people next time I preach. But he may have me continue this. Because it is really important that we know the voice of God. 
and that we know what the word of God says, because you got to have that whatever you think is God is doing, that it lines up with God's word. And we got to get our flesh out of the way. We got our stinking thinking we got to get out of the way. And all of that that blocks the message from God. And so with that said, we're going to stop. And we want everybody to have a blessed day. And uh, we're going to have uh, Reverend Robeson dismiss us. And uh, I thank God for each one of you this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Pastor. We need not uh, uh, confuse the word of God with the word of the enemy because he be trying to he be trying to creep in there. So I appreciate that. And uh, from now on, when I when I'm getting uh, uh, wondering if it's the word of God or if it's the word of enemy, if I'm confused totally, I'm going to know it ain't.